Welcome back to the best podcast, your favorite podcast, Good Books, Bad Banter. I'm your host, Maddie. And I'm Tori. And today we're talking about Crooked Kingdom, the second installment to Six of Crows. Six of Crows. And I'm fucking excited because I have been needing Tori to finish this like series ASAP. Also, disclaimer, I'm sure you could probably hear it, and if not, you'll we'll hear it later on in the episode. I am battling allergies because we live in fucking Central Texas, and they're the worst this time of year. So bear with me. I sound a little stuffy and a little nasally, and I might sneeze. You might hear all episode long, but I'll try to keep it to a minimum. Anyway, how are you? It's been a second uh, for us. I'm good. Yeah. I'm better than I was last week, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. We're uploading late. We just had some stuff we had to do with families and whatnot, but we are okay. I mean, for my three updates, I can, like, kind of enlighten want to. you guys. If you want to, totally up to you, but, you know, family comes first on this podcast, and we just had to take care of a few things this week, so I know we had said, and we had promised that we would get get our upload schedule back um, on track, but, you know, life kind of throws you curveballs whenever you just don't expect them, so, but we're here, we're not going anywhere, like we said, um, even if we do upload late, but you guys will still get an episode each week, don't worry, we're going to try our hardest, unless something spectacular and insane happens but um nonetheless let's uh let's get back on to our routine so i can go first with three updates if you want me to yeah okay um three updates i said that and i volunteered and i actually don't have any updates so let me think Ooh. oh man i'm about to sneeze i think bless you it's like right there. Do you need to blow your nose? No. Because I've tried blowing my nose and it's all just like Stuck. pressure. Congested. Yeah. I pump my ears every single time. Mm. Like whatever. It's fine. Um, okay. First update. I'm currently babysitting a doggy right now. It's our other friend's dog. His name is Wojtek. I'm sure he listens to the podcast for once in a while. So hi Wojtek. Charlie is an angel. Um, and he's so freaking cute, he's man. So cute. He's, he's just all, a like, sweet boy. He is so well trained. He's so pre- he's pretty quiet. I mean, dogs bark anytime somebody comes into the fucking house, but you know that's that. Um, our <laughs> second update: our dryer broke. Um, and we've been without a dryer for almost like a week and a half now, and it sucks ass. And uh, ugh, I'm just so irritated, and uh, we have to go get a new one. And or find somebody to get a new one. Just pain in the butt. In the butt. Yeah, that is. Um, and then third update this weekend, I'm gonna go see my sister in Nacogdoches because it's Easter. Um, oh, I didn't know that. It kind of was last minute. I was texting the group chat and I was like, "What are we doing this weekend? It's Easter." And there, my sister was like, "Well, mom and dad are coming to come see me. Can you come?" I was like, "Okay." Love how nobody told yeah, me. What? <laughs> I was like, love how nobody told me that was great, fun, fantabulous, awesome, amazing, God bless. But, but anyways, it's gonna be a quick trip, so we're gonna go up there. Um, I think I, we're leaving at noon on Friday or on Saturday, so it takes us three hours to get there. We'll be back by like three, 
on Sunday. So it's it's a quick turnaround That's to say really the least. Fast. Yeah. So, anyways, those are my three updates. Um. Okay, my three updates. I went to California on Sunday, really early, and then I came back. Oh yeah, I took you to the airport yesterday afternoon. You did. Thank God. Maddie's the angel. She took me to the airport at like 4.30 in the morning on Sunday. Um, if only you guys could see my smile. <laughs> so, uh, on Wednesday, I found out that my dad, unfortunately, had his a heart attack. Um, and he went into a coma for a few days. Thankfully, he woke up on Friday. It was kind of miraculous. And... Um, Saturday I had a wedding and then Sunday I flew out to see him and we spent, um, all our time with him in the hospital while he was recovering and I don't know how, but somehow the universe was like, you're going to be great. And he literally was like, so good when we left. He had a little bit of like, uh, memory lapsing still, which is super normal. Right. Like, he can't remember the event at all, which I was like, you probably won't. Like, I feel like you mm. you passed out. How, what would you remember? You know, kind yeah. of a thing. And he has some memory issues still with, like, older stuff. But he got a lot better over the few days I was with him and other things. And the neurologist was really, like, optimistic. And he was like, honestly, you should, like, literally be dead right now. So the fact that you are doing amazing is crazy. He did one of those tests. A great sign like, in the first place. He did one of those tests where he was like, Okay, remember happy blue train? And then we like had a whole conversation and he was like, What were those three words? And my dad like could recall them immediately. He could? Yeah. Okay. Like without hesitation. That's awesome. And he was like, Oh, wow, this is like super impressive. He He said like for how much tragedy I see, it's a really wonderful thing to see you doing so well. That's great. I know. And, like, um, I don't know. So, that was my life for the last week. It was really emotional. I feel like that was three updates all over. <laughs> it kind of was. I was crying a lot and... Understandable. Uh, yeah. Feeling much better now. I talked to my dad again today. He had his surgery today and... Or yesterday, and it went what? Well. It, what kind of surgery did he end up having to have? So he have a bypass? No, because he had a heart attack when I was in high school, where he right. had a quadruple bypass. Oh fuck! Yeah. So what the fuck did they do now? They had to put a defibrillator defibrillator in, which is basically a mini paddle set that people like shock your chest with when you die. Isn't that a pacemaker? And, no, pacemaker helps or? with the your heart rate. Oh, okay. Um, that wouldn't help my dad at this point. Right. Because he already has had a heart attack before. So um, the mini defibrillator will basically just, like, jumpstart his heart anytime it would stop. Oh, wow. Um, and unfortunately, he also has, like, really bad sleep apnea. So he, like, stops breathing in the night all the time. Yeah. And he wears a mask. And, like, that was the a machine. whole other idea. I- ordeal. Wow, sorry. And, uh... Yeah, basically, really glad my dad is alive. Um, you say I, that so, like, not jolly. <laughs> yes, we are very happy that your dad is still here with us on this uh, earth. He, yeah, it was kind of gnarly. But 
it was we got a week. to meet all their friends and see their it was a week of it was chats. a lot yeah it was a that lot week. my brain basically like, was not functioning for like a week straight but um i have a wedding this weekend on saturday that's my coworkers that i'm really excited about right you were telling me aaron's gonna be your plus one yep Oh, I, I smacked Aaron with a pillow yesterday, and I, like, really hurt him, <laughs> and I still feel so terrible about it now. He was like, she wasn't trying to hurt me. It's fine. <laughs> I know. But when he whacked me with that pillow, dude, he actually, he whacked me good, because I was actually impressed with myself that I didn't, like, react as hard as I did, but he actually really did whack me, so I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna whack him, too. And then he was being mean to you, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna get him. But I didn't think I would hit him that hard, so that's why I was like, "Oh damn!" When it. Maddie says he was being mean, he was like trying to pull. My yeah, not over like my head, not yeah, not actually being mean. Like we were joking around. Oh my god, no! Yeah, we were totally joking. But so, it was funny. No, yeah, it was, and I, I was did like, feel kind of bad for it. I know so I Aaron did because I hit him. I didn't realize, like you know, whatever the the pressure of it, it knocked his head back into yeah. the the sofa. And the way he was board. laying on my couch, he was laying on like the backrest and not on the actual which like, is made cushion? of like board like yeah, wood. like wood like yeah so it's and solid smacked and i smacked his like, neck smacked him into the <laughs> board i know he's just so gonna like bad. held his head like i don't even know what to do <laughs> i felt so bad i was like i have cookies i'm probably gonna make them and be like i'm so sorry you can still get revenge <laughs> but like i do feel bad no i was like honestly i could see your sister doing that to you and he was like yep 100 <laughs> percent but uh, anyways still, i'm gonna still be like Aaron, i'm sorry i got you a cookie you can still push me down the stairs you should you know what you need to go to him say gave me a cookie got you a cookie <laughs> like from new girl <laughs> i appreciate that gave a lot. me cookie got you cookie yeah what episode is that from uh it's from it, nick says it to schmidt because nick gets him a cookie and nick's like oh was there like a sale or something and nick was like no i just thought about you and gave you a cookie and nick gets like all weirded out and he's like why are you thinking about me basically <laughs> and Aww. so it's just funny aaron loves new girl because okay. I introduced it to him and stuff. So. Well, I have cookies in the refrigerator, so I'll make them and I'll bring them up. I'll be like, give me cookie, give you cookie. <laughs> you can still push me down the stairs. I get it. But, <laughs> you know. Anyways, so that's my life. <laughs> in a nutshell. And, and um, I read Crooked Kingdom. And no, for your information, we have not read any more of Crescent City. No. Leave us alone. It will we come. We will. I it will come. I had a lot going on, so forgive yeah. me. <laughs> no, not even forgive. Just hop off. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, I literally finished Crooked Kingdom like 10 minutes ago, and it was fucking amazing. Yeah. It was dead. everything I could have ever wanted. Lee Bardugo is the fucking queen. She knows I'm how to fucking you. keep you captivated the whole fucking time. Like, not one second of this book was I bored. No. There was always something happening. I never knew what the fuck was going on. Uh, you know, those books, uh, and I think I said this in our Six of Crows episode, it's like, with Lee, it's like, you think, and you can try and predict what's going to happen. I never got it right. No. Never. I never could predict what the fuck Kaz was going to pull. I, I know. Was like, I was like, Bruh. how the fuck are, and I remember whenever I was, like, first reading this, I was like, how the fuck are they going to get out of this? This is hopeless. I know. This is dire. It was dire as fuck. 
Um, so overall thoughts in comparison with the first book. Can you compare it to the first book? How many stars do you give it? Oh my god, uh, five stars. Yeah. This book gets five stars. So series rating five out of five? Yeah. Yeah. This I think I gave I think I gave it a four out of four point eight out of five only because I was obviously highly upset of what happened in Cricket Kingdom. Yeah, but at the you, end, you can but, be upset but also appreciate. How no, I do, but is. I like took a few like two point two points off just because I wanted everything to ha- like wrap up in happy little and bows happy little bow. and stuff. And obviously, the whole point of what happened at the very end of the book, I'm not spoiling it yet. No, but um, I'm sure it, ha- it continues. Yeah, on the next books. What do you mean? Oh. No. I, I mean, know. we know Leeward Hugo signed for, like, another 12 fucking books. So I know. I'm I interested to see. she's still writing this story. That's what people have said. And that's what she has said, too. She looked was a, so open-ended. She did, but like, King of Scars, but King of Scars and Rule of Wolves picks up after that a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. if she doesn't continue the story, I won't be mad. It was wrapped up nice enough that, like, I'm I happy know. with it. I think the third book would be with Jesper and Wyland and Inej and Kaz. I don't think it would have her- Nina, because Nina gets her books this next duology. Okay. Well, no matter what. It's basically Nina and then, um, Kat, or not Kaz, uh, Nikolai. Nina and Nikolai. Nina and Nikolai, yeah. Gotcha. So. Well, no matter what, I'm excited to read everything this woman ever writes. Would you, do you have a preference over which book you would read? Is there, like, one that scored just a little bit higher? Crooked Kingdom. Really? Mm-hmm. For me, it was Six of Crows. Yeah? Yeah. I just like how everyone was a little bit more ruthless in this one. Yeah, I mean, you got to learn more about their like histories and stuff. Oh yeah, and like a lot of backstory. Which was great. I mean, it gives you a lot more. Like, of course, you already love these characters and stuff, but like the the background that you get for everything, I feel like it just like adds so many layers to like who they are, their motivations, everything. Yeah, and I obviously saw the scenes that were in the uh, show that I didn't recognize from the first Six of Crows. Right. Like Remember this... I told you, I was like, this isn't from Six of Crows, and this is also, I was like, I'm surprised this is from Crooked Kingdom. And, yeah. You know. Well, I think they're trying to, like, they're kind of blending timelines just because there's so much they have to pack in mm-hmm. that they have to like show it out of order. Bless you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, no, yeah. I mean, and also the things that they did do for this last uh, season, they, the, the things that they put out of order still made sense. Right. Right. Like I can see them going back and being like, okay, so this actually is all prequel, and what we're leading up to is the heist, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Which honestly makes a little bit just as much sense as it does like what it is in the I books. I agree. I'm so. just one of those psychos who's like loves when things line up perfectly, but I feel like they no, still yeah. did a good, really good job now. Like looking back, I feel like it. I feel like the adaptation that they did it for screen worked out the best. I don't think that if they would have tried doing it the exactly how the book does it, I don't know if it would have flowed as easily as it's going to mm-hmm. now. Just for, like, TV production. No, I agree. So, mm. you know, I would say, 
I don't think they've messed up anything with the crows, like, yet. Mainly no. because they haven't talked about the main, like, Part. the main heist. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is going to the ice court. Um, so I don't feel like they've really ruined anything for, for them. I don't know if I could say that same thing for S and B, like the actual Shadow and Bone trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, so part of me wishes they followed Shadow and Bone more closely. Correct. Yeah, but I wish she would have so gotten people, white hair. I know. Maybe that's still coming. Maybe I'm hoping so, because I mean, hopefully you've watched the second season of Shadow and Bone. Now it's been out for like a month. Almost, yeah. And because she has so much power now, like, maybe that will, you know, right. lead into I that. I mean, it's so different even for the books because, you know, at, like, the last book, she loses all her powers. Yeah. So, which is, I mean, I'm okay with that. I mean, maybe she will still. Maybe she will, and it'll be, like, worse. Yeah. But I like that they're following the Dark Lena, like, vibe because so many people wanted to see that. And I, I mean, like I'm not, again, I am totally not upset with it. Yeah. But because of the things that I know now with the King of Scars and Rule of Wolves duology, that bee that I told you was on Zoya's jacket that mm-hmm. she, like, kind of, like, like you know, swatted away. away, that is a huge thing in the next one. Well, that I, means they gotta read those before the next season for sure. Yeah, they're so good though. They're so 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 good, and it's Nikolai's story, and I just I love Nikolai. I, I can't l- wait to read more. About you him. will fall in love even more than I even more. Am. Like he is my favorite character out of that entire series. The most amazing above Kaz trio. Yeah, that's I'm fucking for real. I can't believe that, but okay. <laughs> It's hard, but yeah. <laughs> like, she wrote the most amazing trio of men. Between oh, my God, yes. Dar- the Darkling, Kaz, and Nikolai. Like, yeah. what the fuck, dude? She can write a And man. they're so different. They are. So different. Of course, they're kind of, like, all, like, morally gray. Except for Nikolai. Nikolai's pretty, like... Pretty gold. Pretty golden boy yeah. sort of thing. So, I think it's funny, because, like... Obviously, uh, the Darkling is, like, truly evil. Mm-hmm. Kaz is, like, smack dab in the middle. Uh-huh. And then Nikolai and then, is yeah. on the, like, he's the golden boy. They're, like, all three. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say that, too, actually. I'm like, wow. Lee. <laughs> <laughs> you know how to speak my love language. Oh, my God. Turn me on a little bit more. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Should we get into the spoiler? We totally can if you're ready. I'm very ready. Okay. Well, if you have, have not read... so much, so many notes. Yeah. If you've not read Cricket Kingdom or this series or have not finished Shadow and Bone Season 2, we suggest you going to go do those prerequisites. Prerequisites. <laughs> um, before you come back and listen to us, because that way you can enjoy it. There's our, so many spoilers. You're yeah. going to want to read it before you listen to this. Yeah, and I would even say you're going to want to read it even before you watch, as like, finish S&B Season 2. So, yeah, I'd agree. Um, but yeah, go do those things and then come back and listen to us rant and rave. And if you don't want to, then stick around and buckle up. So... What I immediately breaks up to a smile, a smile. The first thing I wrote down was Matthias thinking he wondered how people survived the city, but it was possible Ketterdam would not survive Kaz Brecker. 
And I was mm-hmm. just like, mm-hmm. never, Kaz, never. Kaz owns that shit. He is so fucking smart. I was, I literally wrote, I want to be thought of this highly. Like, even his team doesn't even know what the fuck is going to come next. They don't, but, and I know, like, in the first book, Jesper has a little bit of a hard time, like, really accepting that. And even in the second book, he does, too, like, not being trusted by Kaz. Like, he takes the absence of information as him being not trustworthy enough to know. Mm -hmm. But truly... All of Kaz's plans have to have, like, their genuine reactions to them for them to actually work. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, this can't work unless you don't know about it. Sorry. I know. And the parts that you do know, those are the parts, like, that's the reason why I told you. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to know them for this to work. Other parts are, you just can't, you're just gonna have to trust me on this. I just wish my brain could work like that. I know. So fucking smart. Just cunning. Yes. Just beautifully cunning. So, and I think it's funny because it's like, you don't trust me. Like, obviously, Jesper is like, you obviously don't trust us enough to tell us your plan. And you're like, no, it's actually the opposite. I trust y'all so much that y'all don't need to know the plan for it to work. Mm-hmm. So, I just think it's a different perspective. Like, whatever perspective you yeah. half glass full, half glass empty sort of thing. But, but Also, when Inej is trying to escape, I literally was feeling claustrophobic. Oh, Inej. Whenever he has that fucking hammer yeah. and he's like about to like fucking like panic. Mm. I, I felt panicked. it. Panicked. Felt it for her. I know. I was my like, spine Babe. was like, oh, not feeling Ew. good. <laughs> Ew, what was that? What was that? <sighs> I literally wrote, OMFG, do not fucking break Anesha's legs. Holy fuck. Holy fuck. I know. I guess, Bardugo, you bitch. Yes. And also, like, him, like, feeding the fact that he, like, Kaz wouldn't want her anymore if she was broken. Mm-hmm. Because he protects his investments. And we're like, Kaz, darling, we get what you were trying to say, just not in the way you delivered it, babe. Just was not good. Also, he's still trying to, like, keep Inej at arm's length mm. to protect himself. but Protect himself and protect her. Yeah. Quote unquote. Because he I showed roll. weakness by carrying her, and then side eye, bombastic Thick side eye. <laughs> um, I really felt like the flow of this book was so fucking good. I know it was almost like a stream of consciousness because it just a was bit. like flowing so nicely. Yeah, like it. I just mean, like I feel like her brain. books. All really her book. Well, let me take that back. I feel like Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom really feel that way. Mm -hmm. They just feel like they slip through your hands. Like you look at it and you're like, holy fuck, I'm on page 300. Mm -hmm. Like you're like, where was this? And truly, her books were so easy to imagine in my head. Same. That it was always entertaining. Like nothing was hard to kind of picture for me. Agreed. So I think that also helps with her books going pretty quick sort of thing and like flowing is what you were saying like flowing very well um so i love that it's reiterated how much jesper like thrives off of the craziness that like, yeah he's all like all the time I, chaos like, is mine love it um i love him and wyland together i know him and wyland are fucking they're perfect shit. they're fucking perfect jesper's dad is way too wholesome Oh, my God. Jester's dad. Yes. It was, like, heart-wrenching as fuck. Um, oh, my God. His whole, like, 
introduction demeanor. I know he's why he came. Mm. Heart all of it. Also, one thing that I really actually enjoyed from the the show Shadow and Bone, and I told you this while we were watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, they introduce Jesper's mother, like in a dream, like in a fever dream that he's having from poison, mm-hmm. and I love that because he they are. They, She's never talked about in the book. She's mentioned. They talk about her. They do. Like, they talk about, like, the the memory or whatever. But for them to actually incorporate that, the sharpshooting sort of scene and all of it, I was so happy that they did it. Because that is something that could just easily be, like, kind of wiped away. Yeah. Or, what is that? Creative liberties. Yeah. Taking on that one. Um, I hated how much Nina was struggling in the beginning. Ooh, homegirl was not good. Homegirl was, was not so good. frustrating because I hate when women have their power taken away. And I do love that it was like. But this one was complex. This was. was like, she was fighting drug addiction. Yeah. A drug that m- killed everybody else that she knew. Mm-hmm. And I also loved that her like, power was completely different yeah well and also matthias was like gel closed one door to open another and like matthias is like full like transformation of like oh, coming yes. to like love and accept nina obviously he was killed and taken from us which, literally the time that he goes and like accepts it yeah is he immediately was, he's like dead i know i was, I was like, like you gotta be fucking getting me but also the way he died was, I can't. It was super sad. Was the hate that he learned to let go of was the hate that also killed him. Yeah. But, <sighs> so, sadly, so I had that ruined for me. Spoiled yeah. for me because, um, y'all motherfuckers can't stay out of Cal's comments and say, please don't die in the next season. Please don't die in the next season. I'm like, I fucking get it. If it was like happened in this season and you talk about it, but don't spoil the next fucking season for the people who are like not either caught up in the reading. Like, I don't know. It just pissed me off because I've seen it under like every single post and video about him. Yeah. And I get it. It's an older series. Don't read the comments. <laughs> but on his like funny Instagram posts, like yeah. it shouldn't be on there. Don't say, Oh, don't kill fucking Matthias in the next season. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I know BookTok can, like, suck at that sometimes, obviously. Right. Like, I know when uh, new Akatar readers post that they're reading Akatar and everyone's like, wait for the next book and resand and blah, blah, blah. And people are like, stop fucking spoiling shit. Mm-hmm. Stop doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. anyways, mini rant over yeah i'm really upset that that got spoiled for you because like i said that was so that was such a bombshell for me it literally hurt my heart i think i had to put the book down for a little bit i still like had tears in my eyes no i cried i was like you've got to be fucking shitting me i know i was like nina i thought i i was rooting for nina the a lot you know know. during this because she had obviously you know survived param and gone through all this shit mm-hmm. for her to like convince finally and matthias is like yeah you know what you are right i don't want like my, my brothers to like understand this hate that is actually like you know 
narrowing their view of like the world and of people because you guys are so great and i love you and stuff only to be like literally the little boy which i think is so crazy that they had like the little boy or the younger like soldier or whatever 14 which was matthias Mm -hmm. essentially like a foil of him just as a little kid Mm -hmm. slay him out of what he thinks was like right but in reality wasn't yeah it's a real bummer no it was and then she tried to make it up for the the very end and i just was like this is great and all lee but i need you to figure out a way to get him back (laughs) but he doesn't he doesn't come back sometimes people just gotta stay dead unfortunately yeah i mean and also like okay go i'm linking these two series like matthias's death even though it happened i think it was right to happen i agree I'm going to sneeze. Maybe not. <coughs> Anyways, I think it was right to happen, and I'm glad it did. Because it obviously made the book and the characters so much more, like, like chest-aching, heart-wrenching, mm-hmm. and it left an impression. Like, it was a thoughtful and understandable death. Mm-hmm. Matthias, yes, the entire time he was a part of, like, the group and stuff, but... I felt like out of all he six of them, he was the one that yeah. he was the one to die. Yeah, yeah. I felt I like out of the six, he his death was most appropriate. I will still stand by this, and I know you will agree with me. I think Amran should have died. Yep, I was thinking the same thing. In it's always got to be someone who's like in the circle, but on the like outskirts, outskirts enough that it won't fully. And Amran would have been perfect heart. because she was from another world. She was there for so long, imprisoned and whatever, and she was kind of on the outskirts of all of, like, the talk. Yeah. She always said stuff, but she was always still so far removed Mm -hmm. from them because she was just so kind of, like, otherworldly and earthly. So for her sacrifice, I feel like her sacrifice, if she would have actually truly given herself up and she would have stayed dead, I feel like that book would have been ten times better. I had a friend at work, another coworker, she finished... A Court of Wings and, Wings and Ruin today at work. Oh, damn. And she was like, are you kidding me? And I was like, yeah. She's like, I knew Reason wasn't going to die. But like, and then I asked her that same thing. I was like, I think Amber should, like, hot take. I think Amber should have stayed dead. Yeah. And she was like, no, I completely agree. I think a lot of people do, actually. Well, whenever you, I obviously didn't think about it the first time. You brought it up to me after seeing it on a book talk because mm-hmm. somebody else said that. And I was like, no, she absolutely she should have fucking died i know and i think kate my other really good co-worker who got into akatar first and loves throne of glass more than she loves akatar mm. crazy um but she was like honestly never even thought about it i i'm okay with her being alive but as i was telling her more she's like okay no like you're right now i'm like who the fuck is gonna die right and that's why i was like i know like nobody major in that series has died so if amran would have died it would have kind of sufficed a little bit i mean maybe we'll luck out and just have a happy ever after series with that one maybe or she's literally gonna do like a like what is it uh danny targaryen and literally like take the good guy and like just you know turn it on its head and like down into the fucking toilet but whatever you don't you don't know that reference it's fine no we don't it's a game of thrones reference so my next notes were thank fucking christ kaz never fails because he came up with the trade for in Kaz we trust Van Eck's wife and Inej mm-hmm. and then Inej like whispers something to Van Eck is like they're being traded and I love that she just has a little vicious moment where he like 
Blanche's because he's afraid of her. Oh, yeah. And he's so afraid of Inej, which rightfully should be. Yeah, she's so badass. What did you think of Inej's villain? Like, Dinusia. Dinusia? Yeah, whatever her name was. Yeah. Um, I fucking loved her. I fucking loved her. It was like such a brilliant little side character. Mm hmm. Um, I love the fact that she had an enemy, like a true, like equaled enemy. I know. And that Inej was like, she might, she's my shadow, my sins Mm -hmm. come to life or whatever. Yes. And I just like, Inej is like such a smart fucking character also written by Bardugo. But she's also so spiritual and like so morally like trying to be so morally like True. Central and true. Yeah. Yes, true to herself. So hold on. Hold on. Charlie! <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Not to blow your eardrums out. Oh, I didn't do it like right into the mic. Um. Also, she reminded me, the assassin reminded me of Selena in Throne of Glass a little bit. Obviously, Selena would have never died. So, like, I have no idea who that is. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I have no idea who that is. I'm gonna look at you blankly. Kind of the way she was described was giving me like Selena vibes, like just like the most like deadly assassin ever, Mm -hmm. like all this stuff. So, I enjoyed that little bit of. Yeah, no, I enjoyed her. I thought she was a fucking bitch. I hated her so much. But at the same time, I'm like, I love the fact that she's a villain. No, for sure. Um, I don't think that... I just... I feel like they were perfect foils mm -hmm, with one another. mm -hmm. Keep saying that. I know that's a literary term, but truly, they were just opposites and they just brought out the best... She brought out the best parts of Inej and the fact that she made Inej start double guessing and second guessing herself again that goes back into the to the theme of them feeling like real people yeah. and like creating this doubt and creating this like what ifs you know because that's pretty normal to like somebody also I like that you know Inej is she's darker skin with dark hair right and also wears like very dark colors and then and she was other person white. like was just bright very light pale with like light red hair and then mm-hmm. wore all white mm-hmm. like cream or whatever so just like even their appearances were like a dichotomy which i loved love it ying 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 yeah um i also hated how nina was treating matthias when she was like obviously literally like, draws but yeah. like it was heartbreaking because he was just like oh my god she kissed me and it was just like to try and get the hair and i was like God, he just loves you so much. I know. And she she knows better. The entire time she's trying to fight it and she knows that she can't she's being manipulated mm-hmm. by Param and like doing everything she can. She's like she just can't shake it until later. But no yeah, she was my heart went out for Nina in the beginning. I was like, you literally saved all their asses and saved everybody, but like you had the biggest cost from that. Mm-hmm. Also, and but obviously her powers would have died. So exactly, but I'm saying like she made such a huge sacrifice, but in the same turn, it took such a huge sacrifice. Did I just say the same thing? Yeah, I just <laughs> never mind. You get what I'm trying to say. <laughs> what she gave was so much. What was also like taken from her because of that was also just as much. Yeah, it was like a double. Yeah, double whammy. Yeah, double punch. Yeah. 
Also, I love the fact, though, that she can, like, fucking raise the dead. I know. It's so She's cool. the first Grisha of that kind now. I know. It's so, like, she needs a whole other, like, order. And I like her. that it started to, like, revive her and she started to, like, feel powerful again. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't only when, like, she was in dire trouble that it showed up. Right. Like she cuz I think it was stunted. It, she started to feel like she could access it better basically. Right, right, right. Which and then, I love. again that was Param being like you know, stunting all of that and then like also I feel like it was also her accepting the fact that that was her new power well, too. right. And also Mental like block. you have to like get used to something in general anyways. Mm-hmm. Um Well, the, you look at the very front of the thing and of like a uh, Shadow and Bone Mm-hmm. And it's like Corporalikai, the order of life and death. Oh. Yeah. And like when you read it, you don't really like, you you're like, oh, yeah. Because you can like Because kill you somebody. kill somebody. Right. You don't think of it as like raising the I dead. I love that. And it's still, when you like deal with death like that, it still has to do with the heart of life and like yeah. creation. So I just like yes. that. I don't know. Bardugo set that up really well. She did. And so that's why I went back and was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Um, Such intentional writing. The one thing that was kind of weird to me was the winged Grisha hunters. Oh, from the shoe? Yeah. They kind of were like the Terminators. It's a little like it's kind of like what I envisioned in my head. Yeah, I agree. And I just feel like... um, They came into the story for like a second and then they were gone. Then they were left. Yeah. yeah, which obviously, like, they were already fighting so many different, like, enemies. They could not have really handled another one. Yeah. But they come. And it was kind of like a vague threat You throughout. kind of, you get more of them in the next okay, while. Okay, gotcha. So it was yeah. a setup. Yeah. Gotcha. It was kind of like a little That sprinkling. makes me happier than it just being kind of like a one-off thing. No, no, no. It because was, was, it was like, again, Bardugo is a very intentional writer. She is. And one of the dudes came back and almost got Jesper in the end, right? Uh-huh, so, like, uh-huh. obviously they were there. It was just a little bit more random. But if it's going to show up in the next one, then it's fine. Right. Um. And then when... Okay, so one of the quotes I have was, when Kaz says to Inej, I would come for you, I would come for you, and if I couldn't walk, I'd crawl to you, no matter how broken we were, we would fight our way out. Knives drawn, pistols blazing, because that's what we do. I was literally like mouth agape Tori in the airport, that to me. freaking out. Yeah, you sent it to me word for word, like texted it to me. Yeah, I was obsessed. Not okay. Not okay in the slightest. If a man said that to me, I would literally crawl on my knees for him. Like, bark, bark, oh, bark, bark. <laughs> and Nesha just burst so fucking hard. Bark, 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 Yes, and hopefully you guys know what we're talking about. Um, I even took photos of um, that quote in my phone, <laughs> and I also took pictures of some other stuff just because it was too long to write down. Yeah. Um, let me see. Are you the, for when Matthias says to Nina, "I am grateful every day for the for that disaster," because he said that meeting her was a disaster. I needed a cataclysm to shake me from the life I knew. You were an earthquake, a landslide. And then she says, I am a delicate flower. And he says, you aren't a flower. You're every blossom in the wood blooming at once. You're a tidal wave. You're a stampede. You are overwhelming. 
<laughs> I just love it so fucking much. These declarations of love in this book were like spot on, like dreamy as fuck. Mm. And like, I don't know. Can't agree. Oh, the whole scene fucking in the fucking bathroom. Yeah, with Kaz. With I think I read that at least five times. <laughs> it was like actually. Well, we got it. that scene this season. We did, but also we didn't. Like it was yes, it was like as... he had his gloves off in this scene. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot more raw in the book. And he gets close to her. I'm like, <gasps> just kiss already. What else you got? Um. When she says to Matthias, you're better than waffles. And he said, let's not say things we don't mean, my love. I was Ooh. like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, I think that's all the screenshot. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you were looking at screenshots. Oh. So I was waiting for you to. like. Yes. Sorry. The last one was um when Nina finally kind of like has her power fully back mm-hmm. for with the dead and. They say she was the queen of mourning and in its depths she would never drown. Mm-hmm. Talking about the river and I just liked liked that one a lot. And then I don't know what this one is. There was another screenshot of my Kindle but I don't remember what I screenshotted it for. Mm. Um, also so poor Wyland and his freaking mother. I knew she was alive though. Yeah. I fucking knew. There was like, yeah, it had to. Yeah. Yeah. We got so much about Wyland's mom and then we went straight into poor Jasper and his mom trauma. Mom and dad. Yeah. I was just like, good Lord. Yeah. No families are untouched by Ketterdam. Mm -mm. Keep your feet still. Cricket feet. I didn't even realize I was doing anything. <laughs> you keep moving the the computer very slightly. Oh, that's the only that's the only reason okay. why I say that. That's it. Um. Okay. What else do I have? Anesha's backstory and her invisible wings. I love that one. Ugh, yeah. Stop. Um. I just love everything about Anesh. I feel like ugh, I don't know how she did it, but these characters. I feel like she spent at least like two or three years just developing these characters alone. They, that's how real they feel. I know. They're so fucking good. And it's like every single piece and aspect of them is thought through. Oh, Everything. Yeah. And that's why I feel like that she spent so much time on this just like character, like creation of them. I know. I I want to know how people. I mean, I looked at like, I looked at writing workshops and stuff. And it's just like people think writing is writing, right? Like writing a story is kind of straightforward. In a way, yeah, it is straightforward. But also, like, writing a good story. And a long story. And a long story. And one that connects and has meaning and has, you know, plot twists and everything mm-hmm. that goes along into it. It is so much care and thought and, like, delicate editing and, like, reworking and, like, does this make sense enough or does this mm-hmm. not make sense enough and whatnot. So there's so much to it. Like, to make these characters really become pieces of you... I feel like there's just an extra layer of of thought and dedication and, and work that goes into them that people just kind of like, 
they're like oh she's just a good writer no there's a reason she's a good writer mm-hmm. so my next notes were i love how much backstory we were getting this time around like matthias and his wolf wolf sorry i was like what <laughs> his wolf his wolf and then I the know. next note is lee you fucking genius <laughs> so i was definitely thinking that the whole time and then all of a sudden we go into a nesh being fucking pushed when we meet uh, her shadow. Yes. And I was like, who the fuck? Who the just fuck did is this? That? And I said, I just want them to live happily ever after, and so much shit is happening. <laughs> and then we find out fucking Pekka is behind shit. Yeah. And then Matthias is ready to change the world, Nina. And then the mercenary. Oh, I liked when she said, our work is death and it is holy. Yes. I was like, Whoa. Because yeah. Inej prays to the saints all the time when she's like for forgiveness people. of her deaths mm-hmm. because she does not feel like again she's like she feels like she's playing God whenever she takes people's lives. Yeah, sort and of she thing. always says, "May the saints accept you, you and forgive always what puts, they can." Or whatever. Yeah. And then Inej jumps off with the throwing stars in her shin and arms and thighs and i was like okay how the fuck are you alive first off yeah but she jumps to the ground because she's like just gonna be like fuck it and then the dead army is holding the net for her i was just like i can't keep track of what is fucking happening right now it was so much yeah no for sure and not only that, it's like, uh, so that scene in Shadow and Bone season two, where she's like fighting the guy that is the taxidermist, mm-hmm. like that's obviously not in any of these books. Mm-hmm. So that's one piece that I'm like, I didn't know whether or not they were trying to kind of do put her it, shadow thing, no. do her shadow. You're I right. hope not, because this is a much more interesting story than that. One I is. know. So, and I feel like it was kind of like a blip on on the shadow and bone Uh like series like it kind of was just like a mini like i think they just kind of needed someone to distract inesh so that it would make sense like the way it was going down i guess so again i think maybe like i said all of this is a prequel to show how ruthless she ends up becoming Mm -hmm. because in the book she is like let's kill people left and right and of course she's like obviously thinking about doing like you know thinking about what the saints would think about her or whatever but at the same time She's a lot more ruthless than she is in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Just my take. <laughs> the part where Jesper kisses uh, Wyland, but it's not Wyland. Oh, my gosh. It's uh, whatever the fuck Kui his name is. Quay. Yeah, whatever the hell his name. Quay Boyar. Boyar. Which is also. Yolbar. Yolbar. I can never know. Yulbar's son who is yes. an inferny. Yes. Um, and then Wyland walks in on it and he's all pissed off. Because he's like, well, how could you not tell that that's not me? And I guess... And Kuwe is like, he Yeah, he's been drawing doodles of Jesper having this crush on him too. I was like, where the fuck did that come from? I thought that was so funny. Genuinely. I was like... Pfft lol i know and then the connection we also didn't even talk about anything about six of crows about yul bular other than like them not like we didn't mention kuwait at all no no well we at all about how they break into the ice they break in but we don't sun. even tell them the fact that they were going to trade him 
maybe we'll get each other mixed up. Yes. For the I, money. I mean, I can't remember. For the money, and then that's whenever they she steal looks. Yeah. At an edge, and they steal her. But anyways, that's who they end up finding because the dad ended up is dead. Uh-huh. So. And then Kaz comes to the rescue as fucking always. So you just There's always Always. As always. And also the bar, the whole fight scene of him having to go to the Six of Crows and stuff. Yeah. That's what happens in mm-hmm. in this season. So Which like I said, it still moves the plot along well. However, it was more impactful in the book the way it was done. Because it yes. was after, like, he had lost everything and then he went back and earned back, basically. Everybody. Everybody's trust crows. and respect and all of it. Yeah. yeah. And this one was more like just starting the crows. Exactly. So. No, I definitely, like I said. it wasn't good. No, that's what I, I have said, like, before, or I said before, like, I understand why they made the certain changes that they did. Mm-hmm. Again, I feel like you're right. Like, I wish they would have kept it more in line with the books because I just felt like it would have been more impactful. But again, I don't I don't work in entertainment or yeah. in shows, so maybe it wouldn't have worked. And I do think because so much of it is, like, emotional development that right. maybe it it's was all internalized. too hard to show that right. in the show. And that's why they didn't do it that way. So, I feel like maybe that could have been why they did it differently, but even so. That's true. I'll always wish for what it could have been, but, you know. I fine. mean. Um, when she said, and Wylan gave up the plan, I literally was like, I'm going to shit my pants. Because Wylan what? gets taken by his dad. And oh, and the dime lions. Yeah. But it turns out it's actually the dregs. <coughs> that are pretending to be the dime lions but mm. they beat up wyland and he like gives up the whole plan uh-huh and i was just like how the fuck are they gonna ow how 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 and know. then kaz saves the day every fucking time i just was like he just anticipates everything everything it's like how can you know these characters like how do you know your gang so well that you anticipate every single thing about them even their flaws and everything from your opponents too like every single yes. f- like I just so it's so much to keep track of but, but like he they she set that up anyways where he does all the fucking like billing and everything in his head all the books and all yeah. like the stuff and he just keeps ledgers just because he has to which is also crazy but you know whatever yeah it's just and then they and pretend genius. to kill Kuei uh huh and then the medic and Matai, like, just, like, every single fucking thing. I was like, how the fuck are you going to do this? And then I love that they finally brought in Pekka's son at the end of this book. Because mm-hmm. it made so much sense the way they did it in the show. Like, I'm happy with, with how it happened in the show. And I'm also happy with how it happened in the book. It's kind of fun to be able to get, like, two different stories from, like, your same favorite characters. Right. I don't know. No, I get what you're saying. And, okay. uh, then <coughs> at the very end, basically everyone's happy and got their money and, like, they're going to live their life, right? But then Kaz shows up and 
Well, not everybody, because Matthias dies. So, well, besides, but that, Jesper and Wyland get to have a house together. Yeah, and they're gonna they be take like over Vanek's money in his yes, estate. And Wyland was telling Jesper that he's not allowed to touch the money, and that they're gonna not have him be a gambler anymore. Yes, and he's gonna have to practice being a fabricator. Yep. And then Kaz buys Inej her ship called yep. the Wraith. And then also at the same time as they're finally fucking holding hands. Or he's letting her go at first. And you're like, he's going to let her go. And then her parents get off a ship and he got her parents for her. Yep. He found them. He found them for her. I was like, oh my God. And then she like kind of like half faints and he like grabs her by the waist. And I was just like. So she swoons. I'm literally going to fucking die. I like the men of this book are too fucking good. And it makes me want to jump off a bridge. (laughs) If you hear whining, it is the dog that we're, it's Charlie. He's at the door, but I don't know if you'll hear it or not. The end of this book was better than anything. Like so much better than the end of fucking Shadow and Bone. Yeah. So much fucking better. Do you see why now it was like, whenever I was just telling, like, when you were talking about it on the pod on here, you're like, this is so good. And I was like, you just don't know. You just don't know. I mean, they are good, but compared to this, it's nothing. Yeah. And now you see, like, I went from Six of Crows and they went backwards. And I was like. Yeah, I could never. I could never. I'd be so sad. Bombastic gag. <laughs> like, no. The way Inej, Pekka is just like spiraling and paranoid. Uh-huh. And he has a great day and he finally feels like things are going to change. Mm-hmm. And that's when Inej sneaks in and like cuts his chest and she threatens him basically and then he goes like running into his son's room and he's fine except for instead of a lion he's holding a crow and he's like pack up our shit we're leaving tomorrow and he like checks all his doors and everything is locked i was just like the amount of like brick by brick yes the amount of like fucking unreal like raw joy that i just have it like a bad man being taken down is so real <laughs> justice justice i feel like you're so over me being <laughs> no i am not you're like bitch i've been knew all this stuff you're behind no i mean you are behind but no i get it like that i could not have asked for a better fucking ending no as much like I said, as much as I hated the fact that Matthias dies and Nina's left or whatever, I was just like, ugh. It just left such a huge imprint on like me. I mean, like I'll I read these books years ago and I still remember them like Perfectly. Perfectly, yeah. Uh Six of Crows was the first book I gave a five star review on my like little book Instagram. Amazing. So, I mean, you know, I I'll show you what I read for what I wrote for Crooked Kingdom. So similar to Six of Crows, this book had me captivated from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. 
Somehow, Bardugo makes her writing fast-paced, but without the plot holes or jumps that can sometimes appear because of quick progression. The holes she incorporates in this book and, and in Six of Crows are completely intentional, and I'm in awe of the mastery behind creating such a beautiful twist, surprising, twisted, what am I trying to say? I can't see. Mastery behind creating such a beautifully twisted, surprising writing. It's easy to give both of these books five-star reviews, but I found... In a serious standpoint, that the first book carries a spellbound place in my heart and library. To be fair, I'm also wanting to want every character ending to be wrapped up in pretty happy bows with storybook endings and glitter and sparkles floating through the air. Sorry, I'm a hopeless romantic, alright? So, though this series is far from that, I still find myself thinking and reliving the feelings about the ending of the second book, so I guess it's left the intended impression it was created to have. Bravo, Lee Bardugo, you've just added another fan to your club. Amazing. 4.8 out of 5. <laughs> I'm telling you, Six of Crows, just, ugh. That was one of the first books that I had, like, after coming out of not reading for so long, and as an adult, I was, like, enamored. Like, this is the book. This is the elite. This is the, like, top of the top. Mm-hmm. I am obsessed with this book. I'm making this my new personality. I'm adding it to the collection of personalities that I have right now. Like, this is it. This is what I'm wearing. I want to see SJM and Bardugo collab. I just want to have them in the same fucking room and just talk. Like, imagine Sarah's, like, universe and magic combined with Bardugo's, like, twists and turns and, like, thorough plot. Mm-hmm. Like, I just feel like the two of them would create the best novel to ever exist. I don't doubt it. I do not doubt it. I feel like, like they would make a masterpiece. It would be so good. But also, like, how can they blend their writing? You know, that would also be interesting to well, see. Exactly. Like, how they would how they would blend their writing. If it would be, like, spectacular, amazing, like, chef's kiss. Or if it would just be because they are so independent of each other that they just don't mesh well. I feel like... In my dream world, they mesh great, and it's the most amazing story we've ever read, ever. You literally have, like, a white hair on your eyelash, and it's not, it's, like, one of the cat hairs. I'll get it later. Okay, I got it. I think you got it. It was, oh, like, falling, yeah. Hair, it was now. falling into your eye. I didn't want to get it into mm-hmm. your eye. I think it was a curly Sorry, hair. I think I totally, like, plucked one of your, I don't know if I plucked one of your eyebrows out. Not eyebrows, eyelashes. I didn't feel it. It's fine. Okay. But anyways, what are we reading next week? Um, I don't even know great because this question. This month, this month has been insane. Let me look. Oh, the Invisible Life of Addie Larue. Oh, I have yay. been wanting to read this because V. I've Same. read V. E. Schwab. I've read Vicious. Oof. So good. I've just heard amazing things about this book. So I'm Her excited. writing is pretty good too. Like people who are like like V.E. Schwab love all of her books. She's kind of dark. So Oh, I love a good dark story. I read her vicious book. Oh it was good. Was it? Yes. Do I need you read to it? read it? It's a duology, Vicious and Vengeful. And they stay a duology. They're not like how Six of Crows apparently is gonna have like a third one. Okay. So nice. No. I'm, I'm excited to read this because I feel like people have very polarizing views on this book. It's like either you're like, I really liked yeah, it or I really didn't like, like it. I do feel like I've seen that also, actually. Uh-huh. Um, like some people are just like me. Yeah. Well, not even men. They were like, I did not like this book. Because, yeah. 
I don't know. I'm excited to read it, though. Yeah, I don't know what too. anything is about. And I love going into books that way. I know what it, like, the synopsis. Like, the girl, mm-hmm. she's, like, invisible. So. I had no idea. That's why it's The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Yeah. She, it's like, um, what is that movie where she, it's Blake Lively and her name is Adelaide. Adeline? Adeline, whatever the hell. The Age of Adeline. Age of Adeline, age. right. It's kind of the similar plot of like that. That's hmm. like the, the synopsis. But everybody she comes in contact with, they forget her immediately. So she lives forever, but nobody remembers her. Until one day somebody does. So. Well, fuck. I had no idea that was what it was like. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't know why I'm the girly who just loves to have no idea what the book I'm about to read is about. I mean, yeah. Sometimes I do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you do that all the time? Yeah. Oh. That t- I mean, it I mean, made total sense in my head, so... <laughs> Um, but yeah, there are some books that I'm just like, I don't know. I've heard it's good. Yeah. We'll read it. We'll add it. So that is what we're going to be reading next week. Um, we will keep you updated and posted about whenever this part two of Crescent City comes out. Hopefully sooner than later. I'm going to go upstairs and read some right now. I am like literally on page 500 and something. It's so good. I, just, I need to finish reading that because I'm I starting to get... lick the book. It's <laughs> <laughs> that good. I'm starting to get TikToks where it's like, Crescent City 2 spoilers, don't oh. swipe. And I'm like, oh God, oh God, I need to scroll past because uh, I'm I so know. fucking tempted. I know. Actually, I feel like this is going to be hard to like wait around for the third one for if we read this when we read the second one. I know. And I think we should read the second one sooner rather than later. Really? Yeah. Like in July. Wow. I thought you were going to say sooner. Genuinely. I mean, I want to say sooner, but I'm trying to be realistic. Yeah. Realistically, I might go buy it and start reading it. And and I think we should give us ourselves time to read it. Yeah. Before we schedule it because we can't read it in a week. Yeah, no. And it's just as long. Yeah. As uh, it's a CC one, so. Yeah. <laughs> what are you Sorry, doing? I had to move. My back was hurting. Oh. So I'm like kneeling on the floor and leaning on the bed now. But that's all from me tonight. Yep. That's all from both of us. So, but we'll see you again next week when we talk about the invisible life of Addie LaRue. I kind of want to get a tattoo for. I knew you were going to say that shit the entire time. You no, want to get it? You want to get a tattoo for Akatar? You want to get a tattoo for Six of Crows? Yeah, because it would be so cool. You want to get a tattoo for Shadow and Bone? You want to get a tattoo of uh, Crescent City? I gotta like incorporate them all somehow. Like I'll do like some like swirly shadows for like Feyre and the Darkling and Wreath, and then something for the crows, like a. I don't know. I could think of something cool. I'm sure. There's something out there. You can kind of run with it. I had something in my head the other day and I should have wrote it down because I forgot. Damn. I know. Oh, well. It'll come back to you. It will. Okay. We will see you on the next one. Bye, Bye. friends.